like helping with his feeding program. So he went down and fed probably about 30 people. And uh, yeah, it was really kind of a fun experience, I guess, because yeah, there are all sorts of guys there and yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, also, after the service, I have a few cool things from Mexico if you want to come check it out. Thanks. So I have a little bit to share, too, um, about the wall building and some observations that I found uh, on the trip. On, on our previous trip to El Refugio, uh, the orphanage only had one building, and the main one in which all the older girls and the guests stayed. Uh, the small children had to stay in a house down the street. But when we arrived this year, I saw the complex they had built next door, and um, I was amazed at what was accomplished in only two years. There is still no proper yard that the uh, children can play in, but we helped resolve this problem by building the wall. Uh, most of our work consisted of pouring foundations, because even Mexico has building codes. Um, although we also helped mix the concrete. Like everything in Mexico, the wall is cinder block construction with reinforced concrete pillars to hold everything together. We significantly sped up the building process, and a few times we got the opportunity to help, we really worked together as a team. Jose was directing the whole project and was fortunately a patient man who didn't mind when we made mistakes. The courtyard in El Refugio is also an incredibly lush area for dusty Mexico, but Randy wants to plant grass in the enclosure as well as different kinds of fruit trees for the kids. And I also made a few observations specifically about prayer. And uh, first of all, it, it seems to work. We're all here. Um, <laughs> but on this trip, God answered many prayers, and I made a few observations about the nature of them. And it's my, been my personal goal for a while now to try and find definitive proof of divine intervention in answered prayers. Uh, a task which is proving challenging. However, many prayers were answered regardless. Isaac got sick, people prayed, he got better. Amber got sick, people prayed, she got better. The car wouldn't start, people prayed. Isaac wiped the contacts on the battery, and then it started. And this last is a perfect example. Uh, the, the prayer was formed and answered within the span of 30 seconds. It could be tied up in a box with a bow on it and claimed to be absolute proof that God exists. Except Isaac wiped the contacts on the battery. Was it divine intervention or not? My observation is this. The more concrete and conspicuous an answered prayer is, the less likely it seems to have been answered by divine intervention. Did the car start because Isaac prayed or because he wiped the dirty contacts on the battery? However, the less concrete and overt a prayer is, such as, Dear God, please help this trip to go well, the more likely the answer seems to come from divine intervention. Starting the car only involved a few variables, cleaning the battery and Isaac's prayer. But the entire trip contains so many variables that are not even within our power to tamper with, the more likely an answer seems to come from God. I will still look for proof of divine intervention in answering a prayer in concrete examples, but perhaps I have to try and approach this task from a less scientific angle. Something else we had the opportunity to do while we were down there in Mexico was to throw a 15th birthday party for a girl. Uh, in Spanish, it's called a quinceañera, and this is a really big, important event in a girl's life down there. It's sort of like our sweet 16, when a young woman is, young lady is leaving childhood and entering adulthood. 
And it's, it's almost like a wedding, actually. The ceremony is so big. It starts off in a church, and the lady is, woman, girl is placed in a chair right in front of the pastor, right? It would be right there where Carter is standing. And she gets her own sermon preached at her, which might be a little uh, nerve-wracking for somebody from a Western culture. But it's a really good reminder to the girl. Uh, it's, it's advice for her, and it's a good reminder to stay pure and keep her focus on what's most important in life. And uh, it, it's also good because they also incorporate Christianity into these ceremonies, even if the family isn't necessarily Christian. And it's, it's an amazing opportunity to share the Word of God. And so we were there, and we got to uh, observe this ceremony, and we were also blessed to uh, get to make the decorations for the event and to put them up. And the, after, after the uh, spiritual aspect, we celebrated with a party back at the orphanage. And so... The girls' family and friends are there, and it's a really large celebration. And we also got to uh, help prepare the food. So team members uh, made a lineup down a table and uh, put a Mexican food into corn husks, which are called tamales. And that was served with rice and beans at the party. And then there was a giant cake, which uh, looked like a wedding cake, and it was the birthday girl's job to cut that and pass it out. And so everybody had a great time, and the party was finished off with some dancing, which all the girls at the orphanage really enjoyed. Um, and it was just an amazing opportunity to be able to share this party with the girls because it was, it was not only was it a blessing to us, it was such a special opportunity for them as well. One of the main jobs that we went down to uh, Ensenada to do was to lead the v- VBS, which in Mexico is called uh, Biblica, no, Escuela Biblica. And um, so we arrived at this dusty field, no facilities at all, no water, no power, and the wind was blowing the dust everywhere. We used the um, Uh, soccer pole and the van backed up to it to erect our canopy every day and a little canopy shelter for the kids to sit under and listen to the puppet show and the Bible story. And then there was games in the field um, and crafts at a table and at another table the snack for the day and a water station. That was my privilege to man the water station and pass out water to the children. Uh, On the first day, the children just sat there kind of stunned watching Isaac in action, Pastor Pulpo, which is uh, octopus, and his assistant, Anthony, and Antonio Pescado, which means fish do their antics and the singing with lots of actions. We learned to sing in Spanish and follow along with the actions. But by day four, the children were joining in and singing, standing at the front, doing the actions with us. It was just a wonderful work of God. And I just praise God for the opportunity to be there. He used a dusty field and 14 gringo Canadians to do something really special. And it really blessed us in an amazing way.
just wanted to add also, at least, uh, at least 12 of those kids gave their lives to Christ during the VBS. Okay, okay. okay so we're going to watch the slideshow now, so you guys can have a seat. Down for this part, but this is dancing at the quinceanera. They're doing the chicken dance. I do just want to say to all of you who prayed for this trip and who supported us financially, we couldn't have done it without you. Your prayers were answered in many, many different ways, and we want to give you a round of applause. Thank you very much. Now let's pray together for this work that's going on in Ensenada and all the people that we were with. Father God, we thank you so much for this opportunity we had to go down and do this work that you called us to do. And I thank you for creating this place at El Refugio with Randy and Sandy Hebert uh, to save and restore so many different uh, people and young women. God, we pray for all those girls who are there. Please, God, please continue to help them. Help them to heal by the power of your Holy Spirit. Do a miracle and break those chains that are still tying them deep down, chains from all these things that have happened to them in their past. I pray each one of them that you would redeem their lives, save them from the enemy, and lead them to do great and powerful things for you. God, instead of being people who are destroyed by what Satan has done in their lives, God, reverse that through the cross and make them people who change the world and bring others to know you. God, I pray you continue to give Randy and Sandy, the missionaries there, great power and energy to continue this very difficult work. God, supply every need for them. Supply their spiritual needs, their social needs. God, uh, give them the ability to to learn Spanish well. Give them them, uh, favor with the Mexican authorities as they continue to adopt more and more girls. God, give them the finances that they need to support and run that orphanage. Give them the patience and answers to prayer that they need to help those young women. God, we also pray for uh, the the kids we were with at that VBS and that whole neighborhood that we were in, uh, the drug problems that are in that neighborhood, uh, the abuse that's in that neighborhood. God, we ask, we declare in the name of Jesus that you would break those problems from that neighborhood, that you would take them away in Jesus' name. God, save those kids, protect them from the enemy, and let them not be led the wrong way. Those who gave their lives to you, let them remember that. And may your words sink down deep into them, even right now, wherever they are, God. We pray for the the pastor, uh, Javier, doing that homeless ministry in downtown Ensenada, and his wife. God, please help them and bless them. God, be with everyone who was with us on the trip, and help all of us to live more and more only for you as a result of what you showed us on this trip. God, help us not to forget. And we pray all this in el nombre de Jesús. Amen.